Roy. Yeah, I think it was um, the answer was Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Uh, so the question must have been, what country music stars no one give a shit about? And then your answer was Kenny Rogers. Some singing in a duet with Dolly Parton. I see. Probably Islands in the Stream, maybe. Islands in the Stream. Stream. Well, maybe Jeff should be the new Jeopardy host. I tune in. Cocky doodle do. Cocky doodle do. All right, Jeff. Thank you. Oh, okay. Let's go, baby. Why do you have to sound disappointment when I say, okay, that's it. It's over? Well, no. I got you. It's like you rushed me off. I'm no, not I mean, even... Jeff, where would I go with this? You don't remember the question. Again, I hate to lecture you, and I'm sorry I'm being so negative today, but, I mean, Jeff... You're a negative Nancy today. Yeah, I am. And, and Jeff, I'll tell you why. It's people like you. I mean, what, why do you have to be disappointed? We, we talked about that you had a great moment five years ago. We, you got to the point... And then yeah. I go, okay, goodbye, and you're like so fucking disappointed. Because I never get to talk to you. It's like yeah, but I mean, how much time should I spend through, on this story like, about Jeopardy? I'm a nobody. What the fuck, Howard? No, I'm not saying I you're nobody, somebody, motherfucker. I picked up the phone. And, I had okay. a, a reasonable conversation with you about Jeopardy. Yes. And now we're done. So I'm saying goodbye. Okay. Do you want me to reintroduce? Do you want me to introduce a new topic? Yeah. Oh, for you. Well, you, you keep other people on forever. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, you, you come and talk to, oh, I want to talk to Ronnie. Then like you talk to him for 10 minutes. Who? Ronnie, the lawnmower driver. Well, Ronnie's part of the show, and he's interesting. He's, it's, well, I'm not interesting. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, did your therapist fall asleep on you? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, Ronnie is, no offense, a hundred times more interesting than you. The guy has this ridiculous sex yeah. life. He talks about sex. He recorded some sex tips. I, I, I couldn't even play them on the air this morning. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. So, I mean, tell me something interesting about you and I'll talk to you. Go ahead. Um, yeah, exactly. I graduated at the tender age of 21. Well, that is interesting. Hey, you know what? Do, do, do school? Do public schools really keep a guy around till he's twenty-one? I mean, the rest of the kids well, are like disabled. You know, I was in a wheelchair. Yeah, but the rest of the kids are like sixteen. Well, and, I was in, I was in that room, you know. And then this twenty-one-year-old guy, and is I had around. to take the bus. Were you disruptive in class? No. Hmm. All right, all right. Fascinating. Thank you. Hey, Howard. Yeah. See, he might have an interesting topic, you know, however, but there's no content. Yeah, I mean, your name was Jeff DeBoer. We changed it back to Jeff the Drunk to be nice, but don't forget. You know who I met? Who? I met the, um, the holy one there. Um, you go, you say to me, you know who I met, and then you go, uh, you don't even remember who you met. <laughs> yeah, um, the Monterey, um. The Monterey? No, no, no. The, you know, the. The spirited one, or the um. See, this is what I mean about you. I mean, I have to laugh. It's like, like a guessing game. Yeah, it's like like you go. All right, I have a topic. You know the guy. You know who I met. I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy I met. But do you know the guy I met? <laughs> no, no. Listen. Oh, Monica Lewinsky. No, he has bald, and he has a short man, mm. and he's older, and he wears a robe all the time. What is he talking about? The enlightened one. What's his name? The 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 the, the Doctor Phil? No, the enlightened one. Gandhi? 
No. The enlightened one? Yeah, he's like real spiritual. The Pope? No, no. Oprah? No. <laughs> I mean, what Jeff, you, Jeff, you stumped us. Jeff, stumped. Jeff, honestly, I got to go, pal. I mean, this is ridiculous. Do you mean Buddha? No. Dalai Lama? Yes. Oh, all right. Oh, my God. That's at your park one day. And the. the... All right, I, I got to go. All right, Robin, it's time for news. Oh, I promised you yesterday. You, you, you. Of course, you had said on the air, and this shocked a lot of people that you smell your own vagina by touching it with your hand. I don't know why it should be shocking. Well, it was a bit of a revelation we weren't expecting, and I know that there was a second song. Do we have that second song, guys? I have it ready. Oh, you have it. What's the name of it, Fred? I forget. It's Robin smells her own cunt. Yeah, Robin smells her own cunt. Very uh, vulgar. Well, yeah, this is this one is way a step up from the one yesterday, but here it is, Robin. <laughs> Smells her own cunt. Robin does this before pussy play. Oh, for sure. Smells her own cunt just to make sure it smells okay. That's why you check. Everyone knows. What? Oh, Robin girl, oh. that's your twat. Smells like a rose nonetheless. She rubs her front and smells her own cunt. <laughs> Wow. Amazing. What a great song. You got to admit. That was a, a fine idea. I and mean, well executed, I will say. I got to admit, I, I would like to uh, hear more songs about that topic. <laughs> oh, please. That was sent in, in by Queef Richards. Queef Richards. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. And uh, we love it. We love it. We love you when you write songs about Robin. Right, Robin? No. You really don't like it? It's such an honor, I think. I think we have enough. Yeah. What is it, Karen? We're we gonna... never get to a replay. Karen, hi in California. We're, we're doing the news, but go ahead. Hi, Howard. Hi, I'm, Karen. Uh, a first-time caller, long-time listener. I just wanted to give you some perspective of how your life is not really that fucked up. I don't think it's fucked up My at all. My life... Okay, well, because the way you talk, it sounds fucking miserable. So it's my not. life was great. And um, when my daughter was 15 and a half, she got diagnosed with an incurable disease. I'm a nurse. I had never heard of neurofibromatosis type 2. She lacks Fred has that, department. by the way. She has... Pardon me? Fred has that, but yeah, doesn't bother him. <laughs> Listen, everybody has a sad so, story, Karen, and I, so, I feel no, terrible that you... Saying, lost. Yeah, go ahead. No, so my husband's way of coping with this is he became a drug addict. My husband died eight months ago. We would have been married 30 years. So uh, when you are feeling overwhelmed, you have three healthy children. You have a wife that loves you. A lot of people don't have that. So I just want to say Karen, I love you. Karen, some mornings I want to say shut the fuck up, Howard. But you want to know something, Karen, what I resent about your call. And by the way, I, I feel terrible about your daughter and I feel terrible about your husband and your life. There are people out there, and I was raised like this. My mother had a horrible life. is almost as bad as yours. And, uh, you know, people who have had a horrible life somehow feel, like you, that that means everyone else in the world has no right to feel bad or to have emotion about their life. In other words, you've got it the worst than anyone. So you're, 
able to do it. No, actually, but I I'm allowed to have bad days. Do you understand Absolutely. what I'm, I'm saying? I'm a nurse, and I deal with kids dying every day. So That's I know right. It's horrible. But does that, that mean I'm not allowed to have anything bad in my life? Does no. That, does that take away my pain? Not. Do you understand no, what I'm saying, Karen? But I, it does. It absolutely does. And I love you. I'm just saying you have three healthy, beautiful children. Okay, I wife. do. And I'm, 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 I thank God for that. that. Yeah, well, I know that, yeah, but what has that I'm got glad. to do with whether I might wake up on the wrong side of the bed or have a problem? Should I say I do, well, everything it, is rosy, <laughs> that I don't have a problem? Wouldn't that be an interesting show? <laughs> All right, Howard, have a great day. All right, and Love I feel you. terrible about your daughter. That is a horrible, horrible thing. There's nothing worse in this world than that. Nothing. Well, if if anybody would like to support the Children's Tumor Foundation, because this is horrific and it can happen to anybody. My daughter was born healthy, and at 15 and a half, we discovered she had three brain tumors, and mm. it is That's the worst. a nightmare. Sorry, They to have that. no tumor suppressor. All right, Howard, have All a right, great Karen, day. I love you. you. Love you, Robin. Love, love you, too. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I understand her point. Of course, there are people out there. You know, people don't know how good they have it sometimes. But it also doesn't mean that as, as pained and as troubled as Karen might be about her daughter, it doesn't mean somebody else can't have something wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm on her side. Yeah. Well, that's not. Well, you know what? You actually have a right to do that. I've never seen anybody with a better attitude than Robin. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, she was laying in the bed. People would tell me, oh, you, you better go say goodbye to her. And I went in and I said goodbye, and here she still is. <laughs> I mean, you you never, I mean, I've never seen, I would go pay to sit seven hours with you, 200 bucks. Hear your I story. Wouldn't, I wouldn't insist on you being mm. there seven hours. That's crazy. I think you could wrap it up in an hour. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'd go see you. I'd pay 300 just to get out of there in an hour. <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't want to bring it up to Karen, but. You know, my TV sound system goes out regularly. I, I, we know this. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's pretty traumatic for me. <laughs> now, I know it's not as serious as when losing a child. you turn on your TV and it's yeah. not there. Yeah. But how would you feel <laughs> if you had spent a ton of money on it? Thank you. I have pain, too. But uh, not, that was very upsetting. But so is losing your uh, sound on your TV, as you can uh, imagine, Robin. All relative. Exactly. And you um, are doing it as kind of a joke. On, and let me, of course, listen, I, I, I got to fill four hours for these <laughs> fucking guys st stuck in their car. It's the whole idea that that could be so exasperated. There is one more caller on the phone that says he has it even worse than oh, Karen. No, 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 yeah. no. Go ahead. Uh, Jerry is his name. Yeah, yeah. I'm Jerry. You and Karen got to quit your bitching. I'm just a head in a jar. That's all I what happened? You you lost your body because of medical conditions? I was just born this way. I was born. I came out and the doctors were like, I can see the head. And that's it. That's it. And you were just a head. So yeah. there you go. See, he's got it much worse. See how upset he was. Just a head in a jar. You were saying, Robin, the news. What is also interesting, Howard, yes. I have a nod, Delta, for this. They have decided they're going to give an extra two months of pay as part of their profit-sharing program with their employees. So what does that mean? 
two months of pay in addition to your yearly salary. You don't get it? I zoned out. <sighs> this is what everybody should be doing. You know, we always are talking about, you know, the profits of corporations and the bonuses given to the CEOs of these corporations. Well, the people who really make all of that possible very rarely share in the wealth of those companies. That's what I'm talking about. I see what you're saying. So Delta is giving two months, not two weeks. Go ahead. Two months of extra pay. Wow. As part of their profit sharing plan. Nice. The CEO of the company says the company is nothing without its 90,000 employees and they deserve the credit. You know, it's much like you talk about tipping. You know, corporations don't, they give bonuses to executives, but the bonuses don't go to the workers. I'm glad to see that. We like that. I want to see more of that. Right. Right, Robin. And I will applaud you. Nice. Who is that, Delta? Delta. Delta. I have to start using it. I'm going to go on there today. You uh, mentioned Eminem not too long ago. Eminem has a uh, has some new mu- music. All right, that he's releasing. He has a new surprise album. It's called "Music to Be Murdered By." Oh my, that's very controversial. <laughs> uh, and here's a little taste. One twenty-one. You're saying this is an exclusive? I hope so. This was called uh, what? Godzilla. It's called Godzilla and is expected to debut at number one on the Billboard Top 200. I can swallow a bottle of alcohol in a feel like Godzilla. Better hit the deck like a cartilla. My whole squad's in here walking around the party across between a zombie apocalypse and Bibabita. Sounds like he has a lot to say. Was that part of it? That was it. Oh, no, that's Fred. Oh, okay. Because I was <laughs> like, really? That's the real Godzilla. That's the real Godzilla. That's, that's the, really Godzilla. That's the original Godzilla. I so, uh, you want to hear more of that or you're okay? Uh, I'm okay. No, if you're too. okay, I'm, I'm okay. okay. Just letting you know you liked um, like eight, mile. 8 Mile. And so I'm giving you the heads up that uh, Eminem is producing music again. Do you get, how much sleep do you get, as a matter of fact? Well, it depends. Like I told you, on, uh, I was on the rag on Monday because Sunday night I only got like, I would say five hours because I, I just woke up at like three in the morning. But last night I went to bed I watched an episode of 90 Day Fiance and then I, <laughs> and then I uh, finished the SAG Awards. I fast forwarded through most of it. It was a lot of boring stuff. Although De Niro gave a good speech, and so did uh, Joaquin Phoenix. De Niro gave a good speech, huh? Yeah, so did Joaquin Phoenix. Very gracious. I watched uh, Joaquin on 60 Minutes. Oh, was he on? I have to watch that. Not this past week. The week before, I finally got around to it. I I like him. It was interesting. I like him. That's the Joker. I wish he would just do another Joker movie. Well, he could. Yeah, over and over again. 
I do 50 of them. <laughs> why not? People like you it. You want to run a thing into the ground, yeah. don't you? I, why not? Do but anyway, people... what I'm telling you now is that Americans... I saw, I saw all three John Wick movies. Keep going. <laughs> Americans are now averaging less than six hours of sleep per night. Oh, really? That's not good, they say. Yes, they say <laughs> that adults become more and more challenged with uh, the advent of sleep deprivation. Adults that asked uh, that were asked about their sleep habits and the frequency and satisfaction of sleep are showing that they're not all that satisfied with how much sleep they're getting. The stunning uh, result was a drop in the total average of sleep time for Americans. It seems logging six hours is a struggle for most. You know what it is? People do not know how to put themselves to bed. I don't know what happens when they're children or whatever, but they can't go to bed. They just can't give up the day. I don't know if they're scared or. I don't know what it is. People don't know how to turn off and go to bed. I'll tell you what helps me. Transcendental meditation sometimes uh, has made me a more regular sleeper. But um, Gary was funny. What? He had read this story. He says to me, he goes, boss, how much sleep do you get? I go, why do you ask? He goes, well, there was a study done. And so I went around and asked everyone who works here how much sleep they get. I go, yeah. He did his own survey. He goes, I was very proactive. I'm like, oh, okay, great. You walked around and asked people. All right. And he was very proud of himself. Yes. But he said when he got up to Benji, the whole thing fell apart. <laughs> he goes, Benji, how much sleep do you get? He goes, he could, it was just a one-word answer you needed. Right. He could not answer it. No. Well, sometimes I, I get I get this, I get right. that. His first, he goes, uh, uh. Can I write it down? And I said, no. And he said, well, I would like to get eight hours. And I said, so would I. But how much do you get? And then he said a bunch more stuff that I tuned out. And then 10 minutes later, he did come to my office. And he said somewhere between six and eight hours. He couldn't give you an answer. Still can't. Yeah. He's got a hang up with sleep. but he's, got a, he's also got a hang up with just giving somebody a one word answer. You know who gets a lot of sleep? Who? Ronnie's a therapist. <laughs> He's not suffering at all. No, no, no. This guy, he uh, he has trouble at night. So what he does, he sleeps after lunch. <laughs> he sleeps during patient time. That's all. It's easy. Yeah, they say that there are some things that you can do to improve your sleep. Go ahead. One of them is to have a routine. I have a routine. At bedtime. That is part of getting yourself ready for sleep. I'm so excited to get into bed. I love it. I put on that TV, and if I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep, I just uh, I open up my Kindle and read a book. Two pages, I'm done. <laughs> I'm right back asleep. Even something as simple as putting on a sleep mask each night, reading in bed for 20 minutes, or practicing the same shower routine at the same time every night signals your brain that it's time to hit the hay. Yeah. They also say that uh, they found that people have a nice rest if they're dozing beside a pet. Not me. I, you know, Beth would You're have... You're terrible. I do not let the pets in. That's the one thing I don't... I got to sleep. I don't want anybody jumping on me during the <laughs> sleep. I, I'm such a light sleeper that I need total silence when I sleep. That's right. it. I, right. I need that. My mother gave me the best sleep advice. She really did. It was years I used to call her because I was on the morning radio and I'd have anxiety and blah, blah, blah. You'd God. call your mother and say, Mom, how do I sleep? No. I was just like, ah, oh, I don't, you know, she'd say, you, you look terrible. 
And I'd go, uh, oh, you know, I don't get any sleep. Let me tell you with the sleep. She has an answer for everything. That's why I can't think for myself. <laughs> she says, sit down. I've got some widen- wi- uh, wisdom to dispense. First of all, let me check your rectal temperature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she would go, she would say to me, let me tell you with the sleep. People carry on. They can't sleep. And what you need to do is if you can't sleep, you lay there. Because your body is getting rest anyway. And if you don't fall asleep, you'll sleep the next night. And if you don't sleep the next night, you'll sleep the night after. Eventually, you'll fall asleep. And I thought about that. You know, she's right. You and your mom have figured it all out. Well, she figured it out. I just listened to her. (laughs) But you thought about it, and you said, she's right. Well, I got into bed, and sure enough, I wake up in the middle of the night. I can't fall back asleep. I said, all right, I'll close my eyes. I'll lay here. (laughs) And if you don't have the anxiety that I got to get back to sleep, you're just going to lay there. That's the plan. You're going to be up, but you're going to lay there. And I lay there, and and sometimes I never fall back asleep. I wait for that alarm to go off. And most times, most times, I fall right back asleep because I have no longer have the anxiety of having to get to sleep because I know I'm just going to lay here. And it works. Well, aren't you the Believe best student? that's absolutely right. My son listens to me. <laughs> and I told him when he was a boy, Howard, you need to listen to me. And you know what? He listened. I see. He absolutely did. And we have a good relationship as a result. Do you say you're close? He is very close because he knows how to please me. Ah. But, Mom, that's not closeness. That's me (laughs) knowing how to please you like a servant. Listen, (laughs) I told you when you were a boy. You need to think of other people. You need to think about me. <laughs> yeah, but you're my mom. You're supposed to think about me. I thought about you plenty, and I did the best I could. And you can tell that psychiatrist anything you want, but I tried my best. Uh-oh. And believe you me, I had nothing growing up. And no mother. And you have a mother who cares about you. And you think you have it bad? <laughs> I had it bad. Okay, Mom, I'm sorry. I Stop upsetting me. And you don't need a psychiatrist. You had it plenty good. What are you busy telling that guy? I'm just talking about that. You're talking? Is that right? Well, be quiet. Close the eyes. Relax and meditate. I do meditate, but I also need someone to talk to. You need to talk to your mother. And believe you me, I gave you the best advice. And when you were in college, I called you up. And I said to you, you must meditate. And when you came home for Thanksgiving, I took you to the Transcendental Meditation Center. And the teachers all said, oh, son bringing mother. 
And I turned, no. Mother bringing son. <laughs> Why do you tell that story? <laughs> because it's true. And you learn to meditate. And the first day you meditated, I remember I said to you, Howard, I want you, I remember this, would you please button my dress? I can't reach it in the back. And you buttoned it. Yeah. You never did that before. What? Who was that? Who said that? That was Robin. She works with me. Don't you guys know that? Oh. I just don't understand. What don't you understand? You say after he learned to meditate. Listen, Robin. What? I'm talking about my son. I know, but I'm trying to understand the story. You don't understand the story? No. You're not paying attention? I'm paying close attention. How was relaxed. He never could sit still with the buttoning of my dress. Oh. So you asked him before to button your dress. That's right. And Uh I noticed all of a sudden there were changes. So he could button your dress. He buttoned the dress, right? (laughs) That's right. He did. I I remember that. I was there. That's right. My husband will tell you. Tell Battle. Tell uh, Howard and Robin. Who? Tell Howard. Who? Your son, Howard. (laughs) Howard is on the phone with Robin. Who? Robin. Who? Robin. (laughs) Who? Robin. Robin. Who? Robin with Howard. Oh. He does. He walked out. Oh, okay. So I told my son what to do. And he listened. And look at him now. Yeah. And my son has a lot of shtick. You know this. I do. And he got that from my side of the family. The Schiffman side. So let me ask you something. my father. Okay. My father had shtick. Yes. Shtickloch. Yes. That's right. How often did Howard see your father? What? It's in his genes. Oh, I see. Showbiz. (laughs) Mom, I'm getting embarrassed. (laughs) What are you embarrassed about? I just don't want to talk about me. Listen, you can believe the people are interested in what I have to say about you. Well, I have a question. Uh, Are you responsible for everything? Who are you talking to now? I'm still talking to Robin. Who? Robin. Who? The same thing, Robin and Howard. Who? Your son, Howard. You're talking to Howard? Yes. What did you say? I said, are you responsible for everything that happened to Howard? Because what did he say? I'm talking now. I'll tell you when I get off. What? When I get off the phone, I'll tell you. You what? I'm going to tell you. He's walking out of the room. Okay. Are you saying you're responsible for everything that Howard is, his success today? That's right. Oh, okay. 
And I'll tell you something. What? I didn't do a bad job. Oh, nobody said and you did I a bad job. And I put a lot of thought into how I raised him. Oh. And I said to Howard, he came to me. And he said, Mom, <laughs> it was, I'll never forget it. He was five years old or something, and he was playing with those Fakakta boys, his friends. <laughs> and I didn't like one of them. <laughs> And believe me, they were all troublemakers. He was attracted <laughs> to troublemakers. And oh, I dear. told Howard that. I said, your friends are no good. But he comes to me, Mom, I want a gun. And I said, Howard, I don't believe in guns. And he said to me, but Mom, these guns are toy guns. I know the difference. I just want to play like a cowboy. No, can you imagine who Howard wanted to be a cowboy? <laughs> Howard's a cowboy? No, I said Howard's on the phone. Who Howard? <laughs> who Howard is on the phone when he had the gun? A gun? He had a gun when he was five. He doesn't understand. He can't hear anymore. Go get him a gun. He thinks we're talking about now. Oh, and Howard said to me, I want a gun. And I said, no. And he said to me, I'll never forget it. He said to me, mom, it's a toy gun. I know the difference between a real gun and a toy gun. Well, okay. I let him have the gun. Oh, good. That's right. That was very good. But I was such a smart person. Because I really wanted my son to be sensitive. I wanted him to play with dolls. You were ahead of your time. And I bought him puppets. So he would, Mom, I'm doing a show. I'm I know, she's going on. I, I'm I, getting your life story here from another point of I view. I know, and I've heard these stories already. I'm thinking she should write a book. Listen, Robin, <laughs> I'm not looking for books. Uh, you asked me, and let me tell you something. I was ahead of my time. You were. Because I got him the puppets, and they were doll substitutes. So he was playing with boys. I was not playing with dolls. Boys I was, and girls. Mom, I wasn't playing with any dolls. They were doll substitutes, and it was good for you. That's that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. There you go. All right, Mom, I got to go. We got to go. Okay, I love you. I love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to hang Have up. they Goodbye. hung up? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Robin, back to news. Well, I'm sorry we started J.D. on marijuana. Why? Because Ooh. the new report Ooh. released... By the Journal of the American College of Cardiology says that using pot carries many of the same hazards for heart health as smoking tobacco. Yeah, and I can picture this as a gateway drug for J.D. He'll be all coked up in a couple of weeks. Oh, no. That's right. The data for the study was gathered from 
uh, responses to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention's National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey between 2005 and 2016. Participants in the survey were asked if they ever used marijuana or hashish, a drug made from the resins of the cannabis plant, and if they had ever been diagnosed with heart disease, including heart failure, congestive heart failure, coronary heart disease, or heart attack. The mm. report underscores how we're entering new territory right. in understanding the health impacts of marijuana use. J.D., I want you off pot now that you're addicted. Because I don't want to be responsible That's right. for ruining J.D.'s heart. I'm not addicted, don't worry. You okay over there, pal? But are you mostly smoking it? I'm not really doing it all that much at all. <laughs> Why were you uh, hooking the other night for weed money? He's what? now turned into a male prostitute. Yeah, he turned into a male <laughs> prostitute. I'm not kidding. Yes, Lucky in Georgia. What's up? Howard, I am begging you to do your life with your parents as an animated series. Well, you know, it's that funny. was a part of a plan, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I I have written so many scripts called uh, Howard Stern, the high school years that uh, this is going back into the 90s. When I think it was the first people to buy that from me was Spike TV when they were big and they had a whole cartoon thing. And then that moved over to at one point I was talking to Netflix. They wanted something from me. And, you know, it's the one project that eluded me. I even we got so far in the development of it that uh, the cartoon was actually drawn. Uh And we even had some test uh, cartoons done. And when I when I almost had it all done. The, the, the we got into an argument with one of those networks because it, it switched networks at one point, and I wanted to go for the expensive animating process that runs about a million bucks right. an episode, and they wanted me to do that shitty computer type generated mm-hmm. stuff that really looks cheap, and I don't know. And I said, ah, fuck it, I don't want to do it. And then I don't know, a couple of years ago, um, we actually rewrote all the scripts, and I don't know. I don't know why. It just never seems to... Uh, I, maybe it's just me. It just never got anywhere. Never comes together completely. I remember uh, Michael well, Michael uh, Sarah from Arrested Development was hired to do my voice wow. in, the, in the cartoon. He was good. He, yeah, I knew there had been some casting. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got pretty far with it, but it's mostly my fault. I, I guess I just... Boy, the cartooning was funny as shit, too. The characters... And and the, the I would, house. I would beg you to do all the voices too. I mean, even young you and everything. You're, yeah, I, I would you do that. It's a one person show. Yeah, I could do that. And, and and you should have seen the drawings of the house I grew up in. It, it looked like a haunted house. It was so dark and dismal, and it was kind of cool too because it all took place in the um, early '60s. So even it was very retro looking. And, yeah. And my parents looked like uh, monsters, and <laughs> I looked like a hideous. Like I could barely fit into the house. Like I was overly tall. <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> and my neck had a big Adam's apple. It was great. And I don't know. We just never I really should sit down and finish that. Yeah, I'm on a show on uh, FXX. I've been on one for the past 10 years. And I, FX is always looking for new stuff. Yeah, I know. No, I have no shortage of networks who want it. I told you at one point yeah. it was Netflix and it was a. Uh, I, I, I probably had that thing at a couple of different places, and then, I don't know, I probably got sidetracked with something else. All right, Lucky, well, later. All right, Robin, back so to much. you in the news. Thank you. Tim Tebow got married. Now, he was the guy who was going to be religious. He was, uh, you know, he used to kneel on the turf yeah. after every t- 
completed touchdown or something and uh, said that he was a virgin and he was saving himself for marriage. And we were uh, perplexed because he was getting older and older and there was no marriage. Was so, he, I don't know football, but wasn't his problem that he kind of sucked as a football player? Well, he apparently was really good in college. Right. And everybody had very high expectations. And there was a lot of focus on him when he went into the NFL. And he just never really did that well yeah. in that, the NFL. That's the problem with the NFL. Everybody there was good in college. <laughs> yeah, you're. Jo- everybody's good. So uh, we're supposed to believe that this guy hasn't experienced pussy yet, that he just... Until his wedding night is what I'm imagining. So did it live up to the hype? I don't know. I haven't talked to him. What if he ends up hating vagina? Like, he gets there <laughs> finally now. The guy's got to be what? Well, I have to say, he has picked quality vagina. Absolutely. If he's ever going to like vagina... This, this is, would be the test. Yeah, wasn't his wife like Miss Universe? Miss Universe. Yeah. She's a South African girl. Her vagina's got to be awesome. Right. I mean, that's one of the best in the world. Do you think, like, like he almost blew her head off with jism? Like, he was so backed up? <laughs> yeah, she's still vagina flying vagina. across the universe. He was probably like, don't worry, I've been jerking off plenty. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> but you wonder, uh, you know, because... Uh, there's this fascination about him. His name continues to be bandied about in the press. And I right. was wondering to myself, why in the world are people still talking about Tim Tebow? Because he doesn't want pussy. You think that's a fascination? Yeah. I mean, who look, who pussy. was a good looking football player who probably in college and high school and then in the NFL got tons of women thrown at him. And then he turns it all down for his religion. I, I mean, don't know. Like, I just thought, boy, this guy manages to keep himself in the news and people seem to still want to know what he's up to. So there was some. Um, he must have lasted two seconds. Oh, wait. Uh, Tim Tebow is on the phone oh, really? and he's about to have sex now for the first time. He wants us to hear <laughs> okay. it. I like it. Tim, hi. Hey, Howard, I'm here with the missus and I thought I'd have sex for the first time on your program. What do you Thank think? you, Tim. Tim Tebow, everybody. Go ahead. We'll be All quiet. All right. Mm-hmm. Can't be better than a touchdown. You ready, honey? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. 32 years. I haven't come a drop. Here we go. Woo! What was it, Tim? A half a pump? Oh, God, gallons, Howard, gallons of cum coming out of my balls. <laughs> wow, Tim. Well, congratulations. How's your wife? It's like a tsunami. I think she's dead, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> you drowned her. Oh, shit, I just blew the cat out of the room. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I just hit my homer with my cum, Howard. Get to high ground, Tim. I don't think you can hear me. Sounds like a natural disaster. Wow. I hung up. It's too intimate a moment. Well, I wondered what Tim Tebow does since uh, he doesn't play sports anymore. And he's one of those people like Oprah who goes around and gives inspiration to people. He even gives inspirational messages on his Instagram account. Hmm. 115. I think I want to do that. I want to. I think I can make some money giving inspiration. I'm a pretty inspirational guy. I'm successful. Maybe I should do that. You should do everything. How much can I charge for that? Right after I write that Howard Stern, the high school years, I'll get on that. Like, I don't, I don't have to be funny or anything. I just tell people, no, hey, you no. can do it. 
Just, you can succeed. Well, let's see what, what Tim is doing. All right. What number? 115. Yeah, I, let, me, let me hear this. I think that we all go through seasons in our lives. And oh, yeah. I could say that. Right? See, everything's tied in. Seasons, mm-hmm. you know, there's um, everything's tied into sports football. seasons. You know, everything in life is a ratings period. <laughs> We're judged and... There you go. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> I just want to encourage you that the season isn't meaningless and it's not wasted. That there's a purpose and a plan for it. Doesn't mean that it's a fun season because we all go through tough seasons, but... But I'm writing this down and I'm uh, he's talking very fast. I'm just going to say, be your best. Be your best every single day. Be best. And repeat after me, be best. (laughs) It has a plan in that. And it it might might not be the season of reaping, but it might be the... I want to jump out the window. (laughs) I'm getting the opposite effect of what he's supposed to be doing. The season of sowing. And sowing in your own heart so that one day you're ready for that season of reaping. And you're ready when God opens those doors for you. And he's doing something in your life that he's just saying, you know what? Just trust me because I'm preparing you for something awesome. People pay for that? Well, that's on his Instagram account. I'm going to do one of those. I'm sure he's an inspirational speaker. Follow me on Twitter today. I'm going to do one of these. Really? I'll be like, here, wait, I'll do it. I'll record it now. Okay. How do I look? You Uh, look good. The truth. The truth? Well, you could do something with your hair. Oh, really? It was a little, you know, you've been sort of, all right. Hi, everybody on Twitter. It's me, Howard. I want to say something positive here. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, that's my message for the day. Don't worry. Be happy. Oh. You can do it. Just repeat after me. You can do it. Walk softly and carry a big stick. A penny saved is a penny earned. Love shack, baby. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Don't you worry about a thing. He who smelt it dealt it. <laughs> These are the types of things I tell you when you see me on tour. Thank you. How's that? That's great. Pretty good, huh? Absolutely. You're going to put that on Twitter today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on Twitter. And I'm going to be just like, although here, the guys gave me a note. It says here that Tim Tebow was arguably the greatest college quarterback of all time. That's yes. what it says. Yes. So. And that, but you know, I could show you people on the top ten list you've never heard of again. Mm. Tim Tebow keeps himself in the press, even though his college, uh, his post college career wasn't that great. But I like this idea of like, mo- like, it seems like great work if you can get a bunch of people to pay you to motivate them. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've had a hard life too, but I'm here to say things are great when life gives you lemons. Make lemonade. And I'm going to leave you with this. A-E-I-O-U, but sometimes why? <laughs> and finally, as the Beatles once said. Yes. Obladi, oblada. Life goes on, brah. Thank you. Don't forget to buy a t-shirt on your way out. <laughs> the president is over in uh, Davos, Switzerland, where the World Economic Forum is occurring, and he is showing his skepticism about climate change during his opening remarks. The president said in order to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, the perennial prophets of doom and their predictions of the apocalypse must be rejected. All right.
And so you mean he's the, saying all these people who are saying the earth is dying and we're destroying the planet. You mean, you mean the stop. scientists? We got to reject that. You mean the scientists? Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good plan. Trump went on to say they predicted an overpopulation crisis in the 1960s, mass uh, starvation in the 70s, and at the and at the end of the 90s, an end of oil. And isn't it amazing how many people are starving in the world? According to President Trump, he'll never let radical socialists destroy the U.S. economy, wreck the country, or eradicate the nation's liberty. Greta Thunberg talked earlier, and here's what she had to say. 112. I'd like to hear this. In one aspect, uh, lots have happened that no one could have predicted, uh, that this has sort of sparked a general awareness and 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 the movement of course but of course if you see from another perspective or pretty much nothing has been done since the global emissions of co2 has not uh, reduced and uh, that is of course what we are, are trying to achieve among other things uh later on um, she's a 17 year old girl i know later on president trump put Greta Thunberg in a headlock. And I thought that was very unprecedented. <laughs> that, that really wasn't necessary. Right. Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon were on one of the morning shows this morning. I think it was Good Morning America. And they talked about Ozzy's diagnosis of Parkinson's. Why didn't they come in here? They've forgotten us. Have they? No, I just got to make. They just, um, they, uh, they, uh, Sharon just sent me an email with Ozzy's new album. Yeah, that's what you're for. Not the big announcement. Gary, you have we heard from, uh, but Sharon when Ozzy were supposed to come in here, I think. Just Sharon and, um, and she wasn't in town and then, um, they, they keep giving us a new date, but she was supposed to come in before Christmas and oh. after Christmas, but she's still talking to us. No, I know she is. I mean, she writes. Me. But if they yeah, making- but this is the story. She gave it to Good Morning America. What's the story? Ozzy Osbourne has a form of Parkinson's. One one. Wait a second. JDC Robin Roberts flew to them to do the story. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, we would have flown to them. Yeah. You know how quick we are to get on a plane. <laughs> one one. Let me just say something to all of show business. This is the show to announce Parkinson's on. We're the official. That's right. Parkinson show. Twenty nineteen. A very challenging year for you. Well, it has been terribly challenging for us all. I did my last show, New Year's Eve, at the Forum. And I had a bad fall. I had to have surgery on my neck, which screwed all my nerves in. And I found out that I have a, 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 a oh. mild form. Of, Life is so fucking depressing. Yeah. Oh, poor Ozzy. Because that sounds like it's messing up his voice, yeah. too. Ozzy has a tour plan for this year, too. And and he just uh, he does have a new album, and it's really good. Well, you know what Sharon always says, and she's saying it again. She says Ozzy needs to get back out on the road. No. Yes, <laughs> one, really? two. Oh, my Whoa. God. Boy, she doesn't take any nonsense. <laughs> I don't care about your Parkinson's. Right. It just means so much to him what he does. He loves to perform. He it, it is the air that he breathes. And this is the longest he's ever been home. And um, it's time for him to get back on the road because he's driving me mad. <laughs> so um, he really needs to get back out there. 
He really does. I just can't wait to get well and I feel on the road again. That's what's killing me. I need it, you know. That's my drug today. Don't all the other crap. <laughs> Left that by the way, so I survived that. And I ain't gonna yet. And I ain't gonna go anywhere yet. Uh, I love that guy. Jeez. You know, uh, I think JD might have a form of that. He talks the same way as Ozzy. He doesn't have that sound behind him, though. Did you notice the sound? Let me hear, yeah, wait, I play the rest of that clip one. It's, um, pop. Oh, shit, I fucked up. I forget it. But um, if you play that, you'll hear the sound. Okay. It just means so much to him what he does. He it sounds like they have shitty recording equipment. You think that's it? Or were they playing some kind of a thing? Loves to perform. He, it, it is the air that he breathes, and this is the law. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I think someone's blowing the trumpet in the back. <laughs> I guess he's ever been home. Uh, well, Ozzy, you know, his body did take a lot of abuse. Oh, my. We're all very fond of Ozzy, and you're always, like, looking at him going, you know, nothing affects Ozzy. How did he manage to survive everything he's mm. done? But it sounds like uh, he's having a hard time. Yeah. I hate that. I'm telling you, he sounds great on the new album. I mean, he must have just kind of gotten worse or something recently. No, this has been going on for a long time. Because he's singing great. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah? Yeah. It's difficult now. They send it to you, and they're like, "This is top secret, and um, we can't have anybody rip this off." And so, like, you listen to it, and then like, it times what are you supposed out. to do? Yeah, it times out. And is it like uh, Mission Impossible? This yeah. thing will burn up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It destroys itself. <laughs> but meanwhile, Keith Richards keeps going. Right? Is he the same age as Ozzy? I would say they're around the same age. I no? would think, or maybe Ozzy's a little younger. Anybody want to look that up? Yeah, Ozzy's probably like, "What the fuck." I didn't do any worse than uh, Keith Richards. Ozzy had 15 screws in his spine after a recent fall. Oh, my Howard. God. Yeah. So, um, Ozzy's 71 and Keith is 76. Yeah. Jeez. Ozzy must be pissed. He's probably like, hey. Keith well, Richards is still walking around. Yeah. Keith Richards is still on tour. Ozzy loves being on tour. Yeah. Found the right profession. That's right. Did you watch the Lev Parnas yes. interview with Rachel, on Maddow? Rachel Maddow? I did. It just, it, you know, what cracked me up afterward was that his evidence that he knows everybody in the Trump administration and has been with the president several times was a bunch of selfies. Did you see that? Yeah. There was a whole wall where he had like 10 million selfies of him and President Trump. And I said, so every time the president was talking to you about withholding funds from the Ukraine, you were holding up a a camera to take yeah. a selfie? Donald was probably like, what's with this guy? We're trying to plot something here and it's not exactly kosher. And uh, he's Get fucking taking here, Rudy. Yeah. I want a picture of us together. Hey, Rudy, the next time you bring that guy Lev Parnas around, could you tell him to keep his fucking camera to himself? I know. I was like, wow, that's I see that you're with the president a lot. But did you have to get a selfie every time? I'm going to say something and maybe it's, you know, old fashioned, but grown men should not ask for selfies. <laughs> like, you know, try to be a man. 
Yeah, what is with that guy? I'd be like, hey, all right, I took a selfie with this guy at the last secret meeting. Yeah. And now we're having 15 more secret meetings, and he, and he, it's like, like, what's with this guy? This is supposed to be a secret. It's like if I walked into work every day and Fred took a selfie with me. Right. <laughs> That's what I got out of the whole thing. But anyway, here he is saying that Trump knew exactly what was going on every moment. One, three. He knew he was in a photo session. <laughs> the president was aware that you and Mr. Giuliani were working on this effort in Ukraine to basically try to hurt Joe Biden's political career. He was he knew basically. about that. Yeah, well, it was, it was all about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and President Trump knew exactly what was going on. Uh, he was aware of all of my movements. I dig that guy's hair. I know. It's weird. I was like, well, wait a minute. Some is coming from the back to cover the front, and then there's a little in the front that is flipped to the back. Yeah, if I was Trump, I would have said, dude, you're busy taking selfies. Take a look at your fucking hair. Maybe you don't want to... Maybe that's not your best angle. Yeah, like maybe you don't want so many selfies. <laughs> Rachel Maddow had her highest ratings for that interview. Oh, I'll bet they were promoting the hell out of it. Yeah. And Lev says, you know, how um, in the uh, House hearings, a lot of people said they overheard the president on phone calls, even if they weren't on the call. They were sitting next to someone taking a call from the president and they could hear what he was saying. Well, Lev cor uh, corroborates that. He says that Trump yells and talks loudly on the phone. One five. In terms of. But a lot of times they would be on the golf course when we would golfing together, oh, especially well. I remember during the mall. Oh, they golf together? Yeah, but so. I didn't see any golf clubs. I just saw selfies. There uh, times where uh, Rudy, I remember, said something that he didn't appreciate or was taken off context and he was screaming at him so loud. That's why when I watched the impeachment and I saw the testimony about the Sullivan, that I reiter uh, I could understand that uh, you could hear President Trump talking next to, like I heard him several times when he was with Rudy. Because he speaks loudly on the phone. Very loudly, yeah. <laughs> no, that's convenient. Right, but yeah, the thing that got me was... All the selfies. So yesterday we celebrated Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And Kellyanne Conway was asked how the president was observing the MLK Day, 114. Did she get pissed off? No. Sometimes she just gets angry. The president is uh, preparing for Davos and agrees with many of the things that Dr. Martin Luther King stood for and agreed with for many years, mm. including uh, unity and equality. And he's not the one trying to tear the country apart through an impeachment. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like, just ask her a question. She doesn't have to, like, get the fence. You know what I mean? She gets, like, pissed off. Process but she, she and pulls in something right. that has nothing to do with observing his birthday. Right. He says he would be against the impeachment. I believe Martin Luther King would be against this impeachment. <laughs> and fact, everybody's say, kind I, of saying what Martin Luther King would be saying if he were here today, because Martin Le Luther King Jr. the third says his father would still be a leader if he was alive today. One sixteen. He would be involved in helping us save the environment. He would. What if Martin Luther King is up in heaven right now and looking down and going, I wouldn't be doing anything. I would be resting. I'd I would have, have retired. a pina colada and right. I'd be on the beach. I would have gone to Hawaii. <laughs> be involved in, 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 in all of the major issues that we need to address. Yeah, it's funny how like Kellyanne Conway used the day to explain that Martin Luther King would be against the um, impeachment. Yes. And his uh, Martin Luther King III is explaining exactly what he'd be doing right now. Today. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, everybody's speculating as to what he would be doing. So anyway, we're getting. Does anyone into... say like, "Oh, he'd probably be watching you porn"? No, nobody. You know, no, nobody that. says that. No. Mm. The uh, Senate will be voting on impeachment rules today, so uh, that is the start of the impeachment trial in the Senate. Um, Prince Harry has returned to his wife and child in Canada, leaving the royals behind after coming to that agreement to leave the royal family. Wonder what his house is going to look like when he when he lands on one. Well, I said to myself the other day, this guy doesn't know that being on your own means things like paying an electric bill or getting insurance for your car, actually having to buy a car. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting for him. I like that. I don't know if you saw Bill Maher. He was talking about how it's great. He says, you know, this gives us all permission to leave our families. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be great if everybody started? You don't have to stay with them just because they gave birth to you. Well, I certainly agree with that. Yeah, that was a great uh, rap. Yeah. Yeah. And the majority of Americans are leaning toward removing President Trump from office, according to a new CNN poll. 51% say the Senate should convict Trump on the two charges he faces in the impeachment trial. Presidential historian Joe Meacham says the numbers make sense. 120. The the 51 percent is unsurprising to me because if you factor in the margin of error, we are where we were on Election Day 2016. So he's saying this is still very partisan. The people who didn't vote for Trump want him out uh, under any circumstances. I, um, however, feel that what really is um, interesting to me is the Senate completely ignoring 51% and saying we're not mm. even going to even have a trial. We're going to try to get out of here without calling any witnesses or doing anything else. And that's what's happening. Thank you. Thank you.